Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Welcome back to Facebook Live. Today, day 345 of 15 days to stop the spread. Interesting um, new reports out. Uh, there's a guy I follow, Johan, who is uh, from Sweden on Twitter, and he did a graph. He correlated uh, the numbers. He showed the difference between the UK and Sweden in terms of the hospitalizations per 100,000. And, I'm sorry, the hospitalizations per million. Good morning, Pierre. And the the deaths per 100,000 from COVID showed almost the exact same decline in the UK and in Sweden, but the numbers in Sweden per 100,000 per million, dramatically lower, without a lockdown, without masks, and wait for it, without a vaccine. Uh, in America, we've had about 15% of the population vaccinated. That was as a report on Friday. Yet we've learned that 55% of the country has uh, T-cell antibodies that they're not going to get even sick from coronavirus, let alone die. And we are approaching herd immunity, which is likely to happen in April. So here we are, right? And what is our legislature worried about? Um, let me tell you what Sweden did, Amy, to do it. They allowed humans to interact normally and they treated the very vulnerable and the sick. That's what they did. It's the same thing that we learned from the schools. People have natural flora on their skin. We have bacteria that is good bacteria that fights the bad bacteria. The problem with over sanitizing and isolating is that you're not allowing your natural immune system to come into play. And clearly what we saw with almost zero second wave in Sweden is that natural immunity took the shape of people exercising their own immune systems, interacting with coworkers and friends, going out to bars, going to high school graduations, etc. So why, Amy, are we not doing it? So that's the fact, right? We're not doing it because, well, they are doing it in Alabama, in Texas, in Florida, in Tennessee, in the Dakotas. South Dakota never locked down, never had a mask mandate, none of that stuff. Uh, in Florida, you've literally got people at bars, shoulder to shoulder, enjoying life without masks on. Why not New Jersey? Why not New York? Because the criminal crooked politicians like Cuomo and, um, and Murphy are are having their best life living off the power that's been created. So they want people scared of the virus so they're not scared of the politicians, when in reality, the real cancer, the real virus, the real evil in our society is not coronavirus, it's people like Phil Murphy and Governor Cuomo. Now, why do I say that? Well, a couple of things. First of all, there's no question, in my mind anyway, that criminal behavior took place when people were forced into the nursing homes, both in New York and New Jersey, and thousands and thousands of people died because they were exposed as the most vulnerable in our society. They were exposed to sick people, symptomatic people. So here, think about it, right? We had Central Park, we had the Javits Center, we had the hospital ship, the Navy hospital ship Comfort. We had MetLife Stadium, we had parks across New Jersey, we had temporary hospitals set up, all set up. Yeah, Governor Wolf, another bad guy in Pennsylvania, of course. Um, we had these hospitals set up to deal with COVID patients. Well, what happened? COVID patients were taken from their long-term care facility, having come down with COVID, sent to the hospital. Then promptly discharged because it was a fear of it was gonna spread through the hospital that if they were stable, they sent them home. Well, if your home was a long-term care facility, they were forced back in. On March 29th, Judy Persichilli, uh, specifically in New Jersey, wrote a letter to the nursing homes and said, you have to take these positive COVID patients back or you'll be discriminating. So they did. And what happened? 
Well, this disease spreads like wildfire, much like a common cold. It spreads very fast. One person sneezes and many, many people around can get sick. That's the reality. But here's the flip side. Most people don't even get sick, let alone die from COVID-19. Most people who are dying, most, like 94%, that's according to the CDC, have almost three comorbidities, meaning they're already sick. And when you look at the numbers that are pushed by MSNBC and the mainstream media that came from all the ticker tape from Johns Hopkins University, all of those numbers show a half a million people died from COVID. Well, that's a lie. Half a million people died with COVID. And we don't even know if that's true because the PCR test is so inaccurate. The guy that won the Nobel Prize for inventing the PCR test invented it as a manufacturing tool. Think about that. It was never designed to be a test to determine how much of a virus you had and whether or not it was spreading through the community. So what's happened? They increased the number of cycles. So this tests for the amount of viral load, if you will, in your body. And if you test for viral load up to, let's say, 15 or 20 cycles, it's literally testing the sample from your body, you are most likely not going to see it unless you are really sick and have a ton of the virus in you. What they did was they increased the viral testing, the cycles, up to 40. Well, at 40, a lot of the folks that are experts in this area, and I've interviewed many of them on my show and on the podcast, will tell you that just about anybody can test positive. So what happened? We had cases going through the roof. And when cases started going through the roof, what did we have? We had the scared public thinking they were all going to drop dead. They isolated their kids from their grandparents. We kept the kids out of school. Disaster. Back on the other side of the world in Sweden, they refused to allow the kids to stay home from school. They forced parents to send them to school. And what happened? 1.8 million kids went to school and literally not one of them died from COVID. Not one of them died with COVID. Think about that for a minute. Not one. And the teachers were found to be 57% less likely to need medical care if they got coronavirus. 57% less likely than professional workers who also stayed at work. So again, you know, what happened? Well, this was all to drive the vaccine. And Governor Murphy wants to ride this to re-election. They're stuck now. I mean, they killed all these people in the nursing homes, and now there's nothing they can do about it. So they're going to ride this to re-election in November. And I think Murphy's going to get re-elected because Jack Cittarelli's an idiot. There's no way this guy's going to beat him. Even if he does beat him, I think Cittarelli could actually end up being worse than Murphy because he is a fake guy. Murphy, at least, is honest about raising taxes and and crushing your civil liberties. He actually said on national television he never considered the Constitution when it came to these draconian lockdowns. So there you go. Yes, Becca, it is sickening. Now, somebody asked about the, I think it was John asked about the cannabis legislation. Let me be, well, uh, Julie, I believe in science too. And the science says that masks don't work to stop viral spread. The science says that nothing we did from lockdowns did anything other than increase the spread. As a matter of fact, if you look at the case studies from the counties in America that had mask mandates, all 1,083 of them, you'll find that the number of positive cases is actually higher compared to counties that didn't have the mask lockdowns. Now, why is that? Well, If you're wearing a medical mask and it's over your face like this, chances are you have a gap right here. Well, when you sneeze or cough or exhale, what you're doing, it's the equivalent of putting your thumb over a hose and it comes out a lot more forceful. Hey, Julie, thank you. Thank you, Denise. So there you go. And here we are uh, forcing kids to wear masks. And I'll say this again. You know, I'm I'm a Catholic. I am a Catholic that for 25 years had not missed mass. I mean, other than a few exceptions, obviously outliers. And my wife and I raised our kids Catholic. But you don't see me in a church these days. Why? Because the masks are ridiculous. The church is complicit in contact tracing. And in my opinion, the church 
is um, abusing children by forcing children in Catholic schools to wear masks all day. There is no reason for it. It is harmful to the children, and that according to many infectious disease specialists and microbiologists that, again, I've had on the show and on our podcast. So we're damaging our kids. The Catholic Church can't get out of its own way. Shame on the church. Shame specifically on Bishop David O'Connell. He is totally complicit in the lockdown and the, the literal erosion of our civil and religious liberties, and now it's abusive to children. Let me tell you something. It's abusive to kids to force them to wear a mask because what you're doing is, I don't know if you're compromising their health or not. Some say that you are, there are plenty of docs that will say that, but there's a bigger issue. You're compromising their mental health because what you're telling that kid is that you as a human are a danger to other people. And look, the Catholic Church especially, do they really think that God's design of our bodies is so imperfect that the only way is to follow along with some mandate from Dr. Fauci and Phil Murphy to put a mask over our kids? That's crazy and insane. Um, it is literally as anti-God as it gets. So uh, shame on the church. Bishop O'Connell should resign in absolute utter disgrace. And we'll see how that plays out. But that aside... The public schools need to be back in. Uh, Wales just sent their kids back to school yesterday. No masks, no distance, normal. Why? Because the headline said, we know that kids are not affected by coronavirus. So that's that's a fact, right? That's a fact. Um, and uh, yes, it's actually true. A hundred years ago, Angela, they found that many of the deaths during the Spanish flu were actually due to bacterial pneumonia. Some are saying it's because the areas went crazy with the masks because they lacked uh, information. They were living in, in really the Stone Age. They had no information. They had no modern medicine. And that's where we are. So anyway, uh, back to the cannabis legislation. Here's the problem. I favor legal marijuana. I don't. I think that this plant behind me, if that were a pot plant, there would be no issue. Now, I don't smoke pot anymore. I did in high school. I, look, I've smoked pot. I don't apologize for it. I did. I learned like everybody else. I was also drinking at 16. I mean, look, we all make our mistakes, right? Here's the problem. The problem is that the legislation that was just signed by the governor, thank you, April. I appreciate that nice compliment. Thank you. The, the, the bill that was passed, and it was passed in the name of black and brown young people who are disproportionately arrested for smaller crimes. That is not an argument that I can oppose. That's true. But the reason is not because cops target black and brown communities and look to cause trouble among the youth because they're racist. No, there's no institutional racism outside of the Democratic Party. Uh, the Democratic Party is institutionally racist. Just look at some of the comments from President Joe Biden. President Joe Biden literally said black people aren't getting access to the vaccine because they're too stupid to use the Internet. I mean, that, you know, th those are not his exact words. I'm paraphrasing. But but. There's a racism in the Democratic Party where they tolerated senior United States senators who had a history of being members of the Ku Klux Klan. And now we have these uh, elite whites in suburban areas, affluent areas, guys like uh, my, uh, my old friend Bill Caruso. Shame on you, Bill, if you or your friends are watching. And shame on your entire law firm. Here's a law firm that is in a white affluent part of New Jersey lecturing black families in our inner cities about what's good for them. How disgusting. Can you imagine what is more racist than an elite affluent white lawyer lecturing black families on what's good for them? Meanwhile, me, and yes, Ruben, it has been absolutely uh, scientifically proven, good morning, Denise, that uh, masks do not work to stop viral spread. We all know that, we all know that. So here we are, we've got people that their biggest problem is they get a hangnail every once in a while and they're lecturing the rest of us. And now you look at our inner cities and you tell me that, that legalizing marijuana is what was gonna elevate people to the next level? You're telling me that the only reason that Patterson and Irvington and Newark and Camden and Trenton are economically devastated and oppressed 
is because pot wasn't legal? We know it's not true. We know that's not true. The Democratic Party is a racist party based on their policies, period, end of sentence. The Republican Party under Donald Trump sought to alleviate that racism and put it away for good. And the result was incredible. A removal of regulations, a empowering tax cuts that actually promoted uh, black and Hispanic unemployment levels and got them to the, to the lowest levels in history. Blacks, Hispanics, women, all these minority groups across the board, lowest unemployment levels in history. And here we are, the Democrats and the weak Republicans who hated Donald Trump so much that they were willing to sacrifice on the altar of their hatred middle-class and working-class families across this country. Governor DeSantis in Florida said, no way, no way, I'm fighting back. Governor Kristi Noem in South Dakota, no way, I'm fighting back. The Republican-led legislature in Texas, no way. The, le- the Republican legislature and Governor Bill Lee in Tennessee, no way. They fought back, they fought back, they fought hard. And as a result, white families, black families, brown families, everyone is seeing that economic burst and boost and elevation. Not in New York and New Jersey, no, people are still oppressed economically. And you wanna tell me how legalizing marijuana, which I support, but then siding it with criminalizing cops. Do you know that what I said this morning was not hyperbole, was not exaggeration? A police officer is no longer allowed to stop a kid who's smoking pot or drinking beer or they could face a civil rights criminal accusation that could put them 10 years behind bars and $150,000 in fines. My friend Pat Colligan, who runs the New Jersey State Policeman's Benevolent Association, literally said, do not call 911 if you see underage drinking or drugs. Call the governor's office because our hands are tied. He actually said, we are handcuffed. So that's where we are. And here's the worst part. Parents are not involved. So your kid's out there 13, 14 years old, and you're a black family in Newark, and you're working three jobs in the middle of the night to put food on your table and avoid being in public housing, and your kid gets in trouble, the cop is walking the other way. Now, how does that provide any help for that child? The 14-year-old who's drinking and smoking pot is in trouble and needs help. What do you think's gonna happen now that the cops cannot? Oh, shut up, Kevin. What a stupid thing to say. What a stupid thing to say. Seriously, why are you here? if you're just gonna spew nonsense and hatred. So, so for those of you who understand the logic here, cops have been removed from the equation. We're talking about children. Parents have been removed from the equation. We're talking about children as young as 13 and 14 or younger. What do you think is gonna happen with the drug dealers? The drug dealers, now that they know that 13, 14 or 15 year olds will not be searched or even stopped by the cops, all the kid has to do is light up a joint. Or is that the correct way to light up a joint? Either way, they're gonna light up a joint and the cop will walk away. So who do you think is gonna be now bearing the burden of all this criminal behavior? Your children. This has to stop. This legislation is criminal, criminal, criminal. Mike, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, My political plans uh, will be announced over the next couple of years. I'm not running for office in 2021. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in 2024, 2025. I do know this. I've got a couple of years left on my contract at New Jersey 101.5. And uh, given our explosive ratings and the fact that we are number one in so many counties across the state with more, you know, well over a million and a half people tuning into the station, 
Um, the way I look at it is, um, you know, I'll have to make that decision. I'm likely to re-sign with New Jersey 101.5. It's what I'd like to do. I don't want to leave this microphone because this microphone gives us the opportunity to talk to a million and a half people and explain to them the truth. Because you're not going to hear the truth from big corporate. You're not going to hear the truth from New Jersey hospitals. You're not going to hear the truth from big pharma. You're not going to hear the truth from Jamel Holly and Nick Scutari and Steve Sweeney and Phil Murphy and Tammy Murphy. No, they're all going to lie to you to fit their own agenda because they're politicians and they're corrupt at their moral core. They've got no moral compass. They don't care about the struggling families. They're willing to sacrifice young children at the altar of their ambition. It is sickening. It is disgusting. It is criminal. It is evil. Evil runs rampant in our legislature and in the halls of power in this state. And I blame the hospitals. I blame Big Pharma. But more importantly, I blame the people who are too scared to read the facts that they should not be scared of coronavirus, that they need to stand up and realize that coronavirus is cold. Coronavirus is flu. And if you weren't scared of the cold and the flu with your comorbidities, then guess what? You shouldn't be scared of COVID. Will people die? Of course they'll die. People die every day. But answer me this. Why, without a vaccine, did the numbers plummet in, in Korea, in Japan, in Sweden? Why, without a lockdown, did Sweden have fewer deaths per million, fewer hospitalizations per 100,000 than the UK? And this is in the second wave. Why, 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 why? Ask those questions. Fight back. Take off the mask. Push the limit. I spent the weekend going around to different places to see where I could and could not get away with not wearing a mask. And I found that most places, in some cases, I'm not going to shout them out because I'm not going to get them in trouble, but there were, <laughs> there were a couple of cases where I walked in without a mask like I own the place and the employees took their masks down. Push back. The masks are hurting you. They're keeping you submissive. The masks are keeping you scared. The masks are a reminder that people are unsettled and things are abnormal. And it's all by design to get you scared enough to take a vaccine that you do not need. 99.8% survival rate. Sweden has some of the smallest percentage of vaccine delivery across the world, yet they have had the easiest second wave from COVID. Why is that? Why is that? Because this naturally ran its course. There was a great article in the Wall Street Journal that I posted on Friday. You can go read about it on my website, nj1015.com slash billspadia, and realize that the one of the top docs at Johns Hopkins University, literally the university that started all the fear porn and panic peddling with their ticker tape of cases and deaths, came out and said, we're gonna achieve herd immunity by the first week in April. Why? 55% of Americans already have the T-cell antibodies that they won't even get sick from coronavirus. Guys, it's over. Take the mask off. If you own a small business, you are the problem if you're enforcing the mask mandate. If you own a small business, put up a sign that says, I am going to follow the letter of the governor's order and blow up in big, bold letters and highlight it. If you have a medical condition, you do not have to wear a mask and you cannot be refused service. It says it right there in the order. And it also goes on to say you're not allowed to ask about that medical condition. So small businesses, you're suffering, stop complaining and do something about it. Put a sign up and encourage people to stop walking around with masks. It's over. The pandemic is over. It was over last April. And then we had our second season. And then we'll have another one. You know why? Coronavirus is seasonal like every other virus. It's time to stand up to the politicians. It's time to stand up to the fear. It's time to shame your neighbors who are scared and afraid and won't go out of the house. Shame them. Shame your family members. Shame your friends. They are weak 
and they are part of the problem. Tell them to stand up for themselves and read and don't wear a mask. And yes, Kevin, I realize that. What I'm telling is small businesses need to start posting the signs that follow the letter of the governor's order that not everybody has to wear a mask. You can, you can print it right off my website. It's literally t- entitled, not everyone in New Jersey has to wear a mask. It's right on the website, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. All right, it is time to fight back and fight like hell, right? Let's move forward, guys. We can do it. I'll see you tomorrow on the show.